Smiley Morning Show, the most funny in the Just another day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. God is good all the time. And all the time, God is good. Ladies and gentlemen, the senior pastor of Friendship West Missionary Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas, Dr. Frederick Douglas Haynes. Pastor Haynes, good morning. I know you got a good word, man. Hey, good morning, Ricky Smiley. Thank you so much. The word of the day is that haters can't stop your favor. Isn't it good Mm. to know that when people come for you that you did not send for, that God will get in the mix? And when God gets in the mix, God will give you favor in the face of those who hate on you. So that's the word of the day. Haters can't stop your favor, and all of us have some haters. If you're about something, there are those who ain't about nothing who will try to come for your something. All of us have some haters. Joseph in the Bible discovered that if you have big dreams, there are small people who will try to cut your big dreams down to their small size. All of us have haters. But here's the good news. When God is in your life, God will give you such favor, it will overrule any attempts by your haters to cut you down, to mess over you. As a matter of fact, God's favor, watch this, can use their hate to help you elevate. God's favor is so amazing that God will prepare a table of favor before you in the presence of people that can't even stand you. That's why you ain't got to trip on what they do. Just thank God for what God will do, because God is so good that God can take what they do against you and somehow use it to work out for you. And so the word of the day is that God is so good that when others try to do you bad, God will give you favor to overrule what your haters try to do to you. I'm glad that God favored me. I think that's the name of the song for this morning, Ricky Smiley. God favored me. And since God favors me, I ain't tripping on what mm. other folk do to me because yes, God's favor is going to have the last word. Oh, man, ladies and gentlemen, the senior pastor. That was a good word, Pastor Haynes. The Friendship West Missionary Baptist Church, Dallas, Texas. Pastor Haynes, let them know how they can find your sermons and read your books, especially the one you did uh, the Sunday before Palm Sunday. Oh, man, I appreciate you, Ricky Smiley. Yeah, you can go to my uh, friendshipwest.org website, and there you can find it. And not only the friendshipwest.org website, but also my YouTube channel, Frederick Haynes, and there you will find those sermons. God bless you. Have a great day. Hey, God bless you. Too. Love you, Pastor Hank. Thank you for that word this morning. Hey, love you, Ricky. Thank you, brother. News headlines, entertainment, sports. It's the front page on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. All right, Jim Ricky Smiley Morning Show. I got your front page right here, Maria. Good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Wednesday headlines. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg filed a federal lawsuit against Rep. Jim Jordan on Tuesday, accusing the Republican of a transparent campaign to intimidate and attack him over his indictment of former President Donald Trump. Bragg, a Democrat, is asking a judge to invalidate subpoenas that Jordan, the chair of the House Judiciary Committee, has or plans to issue as part of an investigation of Bragg's handling of the case. In other news, Ricky, Chicago will host the 2024 Democratic National Convention. The DNC made the announcement on Tuesday and said the convention will be held from August 19th through the 22nd, adding the Midwest is a critical Democratic stronghold that helped President Joe Biden win the 2020 presidential election. 
Lastly, Black Maternal Health Week, founded by the Black Mamas Matter Alliance, is happening now through April 17th. The goal is to bring awareness to the ongoing maternal health crisis plaguing black birthing people. According to a recent report by the CDC, there were 1,205 maternal-related deaths in 2021. In a proclamation released on Monday, President Biden called the maternal health crisis an urgent call for action. More information can be found at blackmamasmatter.org. I'm Maria Moore, and that's a quick look at news. For more on these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what you got in sports? LeBron against Edwards, the switch on defense, now on Prince. LeBron takes it in, gets it out, Schroeder, Atmosphere, baby. LeBron James and the Lakers survived to win in overtime versus the Minnesota Timberwolves to advance from the play-in game to get to the playoffs. They'll secure the seventh seed in the West. They play the two-seed Memphis Grizz on Sunday. Bron Bron had 30 points. The ATL Hawks, yes, they beat the Miami Heat. They secure the seventh seed in the East and will face Boston Celtics in round one. Two more play-in games tonight. Chicago Bulls versus Toronto Raptors and Oklahoma City versus the New Orleans Pelicans. The Air Jordan 13s that was worn by Michael Jordan during the 1998 NBA Finals just sold for a cool $2.3 million in the auction. This is the highest price ever paid at auction for a pair of sneakers. Man, them, them Jays is just going to be forever legendary. It is yes, what it sir. is. Come on, dog. And I'm glad, Rick, you finally started getting you some Jordans because for a long time you said, I'm not going to wear no Jays. I ain't paying that kind of money yeah, I got them now. I, I collect, Brett, as a matter of fact, I started collecting them. Yes, sir. What's your shoe size? Huh? Ten and a half. Okay, got you. Yes, sir. Ten and a half. Don't let, the, ten and a half is small, but ladies, no, uh, oh, ladies, let's oh, listen to the show. Oh, Don't let that ten and a half fool you in. <laughs> DM me. There it is, man. Gary, what up, dog? All right, y'all. Matthew knows y'all is finally opening up, y'all. Now, they're saying that the 71-year-old motivational speaker, he reflected on his experience raising his famous daughters, and he shared a throwback picture of both um, Beyonce and Solange. Now, they're saying, y'all, that Matthew knows the 71-year-old motivational speaker, he revealed, you know, that Beyonce and Solange, y'all, you know, they both had passion, y'all, for music at, at a young age. He said, I believe our young people can and are often more intuitive, y'all, than adults in many areas. He said, those early passions many children possess should be nurtured and supported. Now, he pinned this, y'all, and he posted a picture. He said, when Beyonce and Solange showed an interest in music at a very young age, he said, their mom, Tina, knows Lawson, and he, they were already, y'all, corporate professions and entrepreneurs. He said, they didn't attempt to downplay their passion. He said, rather, we encouraged them, y'all. He said, they guided them, honey. They supported them. He went on to say so much of the things. And, you know, a lot of people said, you know, that was good because Knowles was a manager for both of his kids as well as a manager for his eldest daughter's music group. Now, they're saying he reflected on their start in music by stating that he and his ex-wife, 69, were happy with whatever career path those girls chose as long as they took it, y'all, seriously and strive to be the best that they could be. Isn't that nice? Oh, I yeah. Mean, you know, and you know, like they say, if your kid want to be a, a, a sanitation worker or, a, you know, um, or a, a theater, clean honey. Yes, exactly. 
support them, honey, and let them do what they want to do because they're going to be the best at that, and you never know who they're going to wind up being. They could be like Beyonce and Solange, honey, big stars. So there you have it. Congratulations to Matthew and Miss Tina Knowles Lawson. All right, the Kahlua today is one of my favorite Kahlua's. My Kahlua today, y'all, is Periwinkle. On the high end, you say Periwinkle, and on the low end, you say beautiful light purple. That's your Kahlua for the day. Brad, what you got coming up in the high spot? Coming up next, y'all, Wendy Williams has been spotted. I'm going to tell you what she was spotted doing up next. It's the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot Good morning, Brad. Good morning, Maria. Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tad Tad, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. Now, reports say that Wendy Williams is currently shooting a reality show, y'all, and it's set to premiere this fall. Now, Williams was spotted walking out of her childhood home in Ashbury Park, New Jersey. Uh, she was also seen shooting on the boardwalk. She was also seen in a pink Corvette on the day of filming. So a source reportedly said that the show appears to be about her life after the Wendy Williams show. It's also being reported that she has reunited with her estranged brother, Tommy Williams, and father in Miami this past weekend as well for the filming of the show. So I'm happy for her. I'm happy she reunited with them. And we want to see Wendy on TV. Everybody wants to know what's going on with her, and we want to make sure she's okay because we do love Wendy Williams. Absolutely. Moving on, y'all. Nick Cannon appeared on the Howard Stern Show and joked that he would absolutely be interested in having a baby with the newly single Taylor Swift. (laughs) (laughs) After Stern suggested the idea, Cannon is currently a father of 12. Uh, He said, me and Taylor's numbers are very similar when we're talking about being in, uh, in these streets out here, Cannon said. He said, I think we should relate uh, he said, we should relate to me uh, being very well based off, like, yo, you've dated a lot of people in the public, and so have I. So we would probably really understand each other. Now, I just can't see it. I no. can't see it. Taylor yeah, Swift and Nick Cannon. Yeah, they I can just, go on a date, but don't have no baby now. That's okay. I, I don't even think they're going on a date. No date. Yeah, Taylor is not wholesome, but she's kind of country a Probably little bit. Probably purebred. Yeah, yeah. kind of. Even the though she dated white woman a lot in America. of. She's had a few options, though, uh, as far as dates. She's dated a lot of people. Oh, yeah. But, but I ain't never yeah, seen her go black, black yeah. right? <laughs> Sweet Polly purebred. Okay. Uh, this is last but not least, y'all. R. Kelly's ex-girlfriend, Azriel Clary. I did a story on her yesterday about her mom kind of pimping her out. So she uh, has responded. Uh, she has screenshots of her legs, text, text, text messages uh, saying that her mother uh, was actually taken up for her. And she was 16 at the time. And I told you yesterday that her mother told her to, uh, to seduce him if she had big dreams of being famous. And in one of the messages, Alice allegedly advised Azriel to take off her glasses and wear her hair to the side, dance and grab his shimmy, wiggle and sit on his lap and entice him. Now, while, sing- while singing, she said it's all about performance and this is your chance and opportunity. But in another text message that she showed, Alice allegedly wrote, that man ain't trying to do nothing with you musically. He wants to sleep with you, period, because he likes young girls. He will probably hit you up, fly you there to himself, get you there, and you probably will have no choice but to have sex because he will probably tell you that he ain't giving you a return flight unless you submit. Now, Eric mm. Asriel seemingly responded to the text um, posting on her IG story, I literally don't do nothing for clout. Analy- analytics reviews spares both the fake love. I do not play that. One, I don't believe that. I do believe that her mom did that. Um, and she may have text messages also, and maybe after the fact, saying don't do it because you know, you're going to get yourself stuck out there and he just want to have sex with you. But I kind of feel like in the beginning, 
somebody, I feel like her mom was pushing her to go ahead and go. I mean, I think everybody kind of feels the same way. And and because where those text messages come from, they didn't just come out the blue. So they right. it, they happened somewhere. So <laughs> they didn't just come out in court from from the air. So anyway, right. whatever. I just feel like please don't do that, parents. Don't do that because as you can see, as you paid attention to the R. Kelly story, where that gets you and what happens. All right, y'all, we're going to wrap up the hot spot on that note. But coming up next, we got Rock T's HBC. You know who we repping today, Rock T. Brett, let's go represent Delaware State University. Shout out to them Hornets, man. That's up next with the HBC. You know. You know. It's the Ricky Spotty Morning Show. I know. I know. I know. Now you know. Hey, no. Hey, no. And if you don't know, now you know. What it be like, what it is, what you then done, and what you about to do. Ha <laughs> ha! What up, Mike? Rock TZ in the house, man. HBC, you know. It's about that time to highlight, showcase, and put a spotlight on our heroes and sheroes that attended or currently attend our phenomenal historically black colleges and universities. Oh, let's go on up top to Delaware State University, established in 1891. Home of the Columbia Blue and Red Hornets. Also home of the approaching Storm Marching Band. Oh, yes. One of y'all's former students, he goes by the name of Reggie Barnes. Star running back for Delaware State University. He was not drafted by the NFL, but he did sign as a free agent with the New York Jets in 1989. And then he headed up north to Canada in 1990, and he immediately became a superstar running back in the Canadian Football League. He won the CFL's Most Outstanding Rookie Award. It's called making a statement, ladies and gentlemen. And then he proved that his rookie season was no fluke by setting a team rushing record the next year. He continued to shine in the CFL before retiring in 1996. Reggie Barnes. A proud Delaware State University Hornet. If you didn't know, now you know. If you want me to highlight your favorite HBCU, hit me up on my social media platforms at Rock T Holler. Let's get it. HBCU know. All right, I'm Rick about the morning show. Now, yesterday marked the beginning of this year's Black Maternal Health Week, a week of action, awareness, and advocacy uh, to combat the United States uh, maternal health crisis. One which puts black women at alarming uh, alarming risk. Now, my next my, my next guest is a licensed community midwife from the National Black Midwives Wives Alliance, uh, whose mission is to do a part by helping to build a movement for birth justice worldwide. So, welcome to the Rick Smiley Morning Show, Jamara Amani. Good morning. All right, uh, Jamara, uh, black women are three to four times more likely than white women to die from pregnancy-related causes, according to the CDC. And why is that, and how does uh, racism impact black women's maternal health? And welcome to the show this morning. Thank you so much. Happy Black Maternal Health Week. Thank you for having me this morning. Yes, it is true. Those statistics where black women are dying at higher rates when it comes to pregnancy, birth, and the postpartum period. Um, And the reason, really, the short answer is systemic racism. There are many layers of challenges that black women have to face, regardless of income, uh, when it comes to seeking out health care that is adequate, that is holistic, that actually cares for us as total human beings without discrimination. Um, And that is a huge barrier. And then when you put into place also the other social determinants of health, 
including stable housing, access to transportation, um, foods, uh, safe environment. Um, it really is layers of challenges that black women and birthing people are navigating in order to have healthy pregnancies. And we're not seeing um, those rates come down. In fact, we've seen them go up since the pandemic. Well, uh, I want to know what are white mothers getting that black women are not getting? I mean, that's a great question. I've never been a, a white mother. I'm a black mother of four myself. Um, but I think that one thing that we've seen, uh, we saw a study a few years ago that medical residents actually were um, reporting different understanding of black people's pain um, and also dismissal of certain symptoms that they were reporting. So when we have doctors that are not being trained on how to care for black people in a system that really historically has been based on racism and obstetric violence, then black women are going to be at the, um, you know, the lower end of that treatment. And that's going to impact our outcomes. Wow, that's so unfortunate. And, you know, I had a question specifically about demographics. Why does maternal health crisis need bold solutions, especially in the South? Well, across the South right now, what we're seeing is these abortion bans being pushed on communities that really cannot um, safely keep all of their pregnancies. So when you have people that cannot safely keep their pregnancies or do not desire to keep a pregnancy and you're forcing them to be pregnant, um, you're going to see higher rates of complications, um, long-term chronic illness, um, babies dying and mothers dying. Um, and when we look at the South in particular, the South has a history of marginalizing midwives, right? Midwives traditionally cared for families and of all races, um, and particularly black midwives were the primary care providers um, when it came to pregnancy and anything reproductive health related. So you have this history of decades of marginalizing midwives, um, and then you have a healthcare system that is crippled because it's inadequate to provide that level of care to people. Um, and then also across the South, you have you know more extreme poverty, you have um, more restrictions when it comes to access to healthcare, um, more restrictions when it comes to Medicaid. All of these factors really play into the public health of the, the people who are suffering. Um, and so what we're really advocating for, like you said, bold solutions um, where we bring midwives back to the center of being primary care providers when it comes to pregnancy, um, where we create an infrastructure that really takes care of people. Um, we reduce barriers such as transportation. We make sure everyone is insured and we make sure everyone has full access to their human rights and their reproductive rights when it comes to their health. If we can do that, we would immediately be able to turn these health outcomes around. Because at the roots of health disparities, we see power disparities. And when you have communities that have been disenfranchised from their own power, then you're going to see these higher rates of health disparities in many arenas. But it's very stark when it comes to maternal and perinatal health. Well, what are the typical concerns that you hear from mothers as they're preparing for childbirth? What are the typical concerns? Yes. Um, well, of course, everyone wants to have a healthy baby. Um, I'm hearing more and more from mothers that they're concerned about their own health, their own stress levels. Um, I definitely hear a lot about, um, as they're preparing for birth, wanting to be able to cope and manage the process. Um, many of my clients are hiring doulas because doulas really help support them through the process. They're like a birth coach, almost like a personal trainer. Um, we're seeing more demands for home birth. A lot of people want to give birth at home because... It's on their own terms, um, and 
they don't have to worry about some of the systemic issues that are occurring in hospitals, like being denied their, their basic rights. Um, there's a lot of questions about water birth, um, birth centers, um, and, you know, people just wanting to have an experience. Uh, the one and only Miss uh, Jamara Amani uh, on the show telling us about, you know, um, uh, the maternal health crisis that's going on in this country. Uh, Miss Jamari, let everybody know how you could be reached. Thank you so much for having me. You can reach me at blackmidwivesalliance.org, blackmidwivesalliance.org, also on Instagram, at blackmidwivesalliance. And we just recently launched a national holiday for, on March 14th. It's National Black Midwives Day. So we look forward to celebrating that with you next year, Mr. Ricky Smiley. Hey, thank you so much for joining us. and look forward to having you back. Y'all give it up, ladies and gentlemen, Ms. Jamari Amani. <laughs> Let's go! Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to live my life as it should be. He taught me how to turn my cheek when people laugh at me. I've had friends before, and I can tell you that he's one who will never leave you flat. Oh! Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Come through, Jesus white Jesus. I have a friend in Jesus. Jesus is a friend of mine. Jesus is my friend. Jesus is a friend of mine. He taught me how to pray. How to save my soul He taught me how to praise my God And still play rock and roll The music may sound different But the message is the same It's just an instrument to praise his name Oh! Jesus Ooh, is my friend of mine Jesus is my friend Jesus is a friend of mine I have a friend of Jesus Jesus is a friend of mine Jesus is a friend of mine Jesus is a friend of mine Y'all better go on, boy. White Jesus be here too. Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I wanna hip you to the T. It's Gary, baby. Gary has the T and the color of the day. What up, Gary? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. Where there are thieves in the temple, people are wondering. But it's being reported that a California-based investor, y'all, have purchased a Garden District Church, y'all, building with historic ties to go back to the 1840s. Now, they're saying that it may be better known, however, for its ties to Beyonce, y'all going back to 2018. But they're saying that's when entertainment news um, TMZ declared y'all with a three exclamation point headline that Beyonce knows Carter bought a church in New Orleans. And they said, guess what? She didn't. They said that church was for Solange, honey. They're saying that the May um, 2018 purchase of the 19th century church building on 7th and Camp Street was the Noble Jones Trust and Curb Nola reported that the documents were signed by a Noble's family friend, Bernal Jackson Keys, which set the rumor mill turning out. They said it only went for a reported $850,000. They're saying it was singer Solange Nose, Beyonce's younger sister, who purchased y'all the former 7th and Camp Church of Christ. Now, they're saying, y'all, that, honey, the neighbors were complaining. They're saying loud music was emanating 
from the church daily and at all hours. Now, they're saying after neighbors issued complaints, a city inspector found the church had been turned into a recording studio in violation of the area's residential zoning. Oh, Lord. Yes, ma'am. You can't be turning no church into no recording studio. Why they turn and, churches into stuff all the time when they buy churches? Yeah, well, they say city records show that, honey, that the trust was cited twice in 2018, 2019 for illegal use of the building, honey. So, y'all, it was not Beyonce's church. It was Solange's church, y'all. And they said she wanted, they said the nearly 8,000 square foot um, historic building with a 2,000 square foot sanctuary sold quickly. They're saying that the buyers um, closed April the 5th for $965,000 for the church. Now, they're saying the new owners is St. John Garden District House, operated by David Garrett, or realtor, whatever. And they say it's unclear whether he has ties to the celebrity or whatever, but the church was Solange's. Ricky, would you buy a church and turn it into something like that? Uh, I mean, if you can't do music in there and do like like they do the uh, shows at the Tabernacle uh, in Atlanta, which was an old church, they do a lot of stuff and they shoot a lot of film in there, yeah, um, or whatever. And uh, you know, actually, we did a live broadcast there before. But uh, if, they, if the neighborhood association not allowing you to do stuff like that and want you to have church only on C, you making that money back, that nine hundred thousand back. That's a lot of tithes and offerings. It sure is. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, Unless you got uh, Jamal Bryant or Marvin Sepp or somebody in there preaching on them. <laughs> so, well, what, I wonder what um, Prince was saying then when he was saying that it was thieves in the temple. Brad, you're a Prince fan. I mean, you know what he probably was talking about? Uh, no. Oh. I think the temple was symbolism and the thieves, you know. Mm. Well, anyway, Solange He wasn't talking sold- about Solange's church. Oh, no, he was talking about her church. No, honey. But we glad she sold the church, honey. She got some money. That church didn't even go for a million dollars. So, but anyway, we're going to I bet pray. it's really nice, though. Why can't it be a studio? It's a church. Yeah. Or you can build it into a house and make a big loft out of it. But I, I don't see myself doing it because I'll be scared. On, on <laughs> I know that. I'd be scared to cuss and I'd just be scared, mm-hmm. scared. You know, having a, uh, uh, but a lot of people have turned churches into homes or whatever, uh, you know, but I don't know. Anyway, moving on in other celebrity news, y'all, Wendy Williams' ex-husband, oh my God, y'all, Kevin Hunter, they're saying he's threatening, honey, the Sue Gossip blogger, Miss Tasha K. Hunter, for after an old interview resurfacing of a man claiming to be Kevin's <laughs> lover, honey. They said Kevin issued a warning on Instagram, story, and oh my God. Ricky, he said some very disparaging <laughs> things, honey. And that's not a good look to say something like that about that woman to about oh Tasha, God. honey. What he did he just, say? Well, it's just, honey. He said, I guess this horse-faced baboon is not getting plugged right by her own dude, and it's a slow news day on <laughs> You got a horse-faced baboon? <laughs> that's two whole different species. That is. That's... Yeah, but that, wow. he shouldn't have said that about her. But did you hear what the boy said? That's what I thought yeah. you was going to say, what the boy said about Kevin. I saw that video. He said it was the middle of the night. He almost raped him or something. I know that. Did you see that video, bro? Yeah, he said he was high, and he raped him, and his wife was sitting right next to him. Uh, I don't like that, honey. That's a lie. I just don't like that, honey. So how could they say that, honey? So Kevin said that about the other guy. No, the guy said said that about Kevin. Wendy wouldn't allow that, honey. So... Uh, his new woman probably wouldn't need to. But he was real passionate when he said it. Like, yeah. he was Very really passionate. telling the truth. Yeah. Like, it's almost like you believe him. A lot of yeah, details. Well, well, he say he's a suing Miss um, Tasha Caden. So, honey, so we're going to see who he gets sued. He needs to sue the boy that's saying it. I know. That's who he should sue. If that's the case, then. But you got to go to the one who got the most money. So, I guess since Tasha had to pay um, Cardi B, honey, I guess she got some more extra change. He probably uh, she, she paid that. She don't have that to pay. <laughs> Now she probably feel like she ain't got nothing to lose. She just going to say whatever she wants. Yeah, right? (laughs) 
Well, anyway, we're going to uh, follow that, honey, because that's not a good look, y'all. We just need to pray. I think we need to go back to praying, honey. So Salon should get her church back and let people come on in and pray. <laughs> All right, the color today, honey, is one of my favorites. The color today, y'all, is periwinkle. On the high end, you say periwinkle, and on the low end, you say beautiful light purple. That's your color for today. All right, y'all, give it up a game with the team. <laughs> Turn it on the morning show. Hey, it's time for And I wanted to tell J.J. and Michael, wake up, wake up, wake up. Good morning, Ricky. This is Big Walt calling from Pale Alabama. I'd like to wake mm-hmm. up a couple of my horse clubs, Atlanta Horse Club Association and Cooperated Horse Club, Paladiga, Alabama, and 101 Backwood Riders, Villa Rica, Georgia. Wake up, wake up, wake up now. Wake up, Nanetta Hall from Severn, Maryland. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Hi, this is Vicki from DeLand. I want to wake up the best assistant principal in Orange City at Manatee Cove, my sister, Dr. Tika Grant. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Uh, I want to wake up. Rick and Smiley in the whole morning show. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Hey. Kansas City, wake up. In Columbus, wake up. Cincinnati, wake up. Wake up, wake up, wake up. Our favorite grandmama, Miss Bernice Jenkins. Yeah. Janie, good morning. Good morning. Good morning, morning, show. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, Miss Jenkins. Good morning. I got a few church announcements this morning. Govern yourselves. Uh, Accordingly. Accordingly. Govern yourselves. Accordingly. Accordingly. Now, the pastor is asking special prayer for his nephews, uh, Rundell and Vondell. Them twins is 19 and been bad since they was babies, Janie. <laughs> and they've been locked up since last week because one of them robbed a pawn shop. Oh, and, they, and they keep snitching, saying that it was the other one that <laughs> did it, and neither one of them can't get bonded out. <laughs> so make sure make sure y'all pray for uh what Rundell and Vondell they've been bad a long time so we'll see what happens with that now you know brother Ernest Whitehead yeah now congratulations to him he finally won custody of his son from his ex-wife Val and they oh, had been Lord. They've been fighting about it since 1988. Mm. And, and now the court said Johnny Jr. going to be moving into his daddy's house, even though Jr. is 43 and Uh-oh. got a wife and four kids. <laughs> oh, so, wow. <laughs> congratulations to them. Mm-hmm. Now, the funeral service for Deacon Charlie Parks, you know him. Yeah. Yeah, the funeral service for Deacon Charlie Parks is on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And he was 68. Now, over the past 10 years, he had moved around a lot with his job and had survived a tornado in Louisville, mm. a truck wreck in Huntsville. Mm-hmm. Then he survived getting struck by lightning in Greenville. <laughs> oh. 
But that didn't kill him. What killed him? He got killed trying to run across the highway in Jacksonville. <laughs> and got hit by two thugs speeding in a coupe de ville. <laughs> oh. So y'all keep their families lifted up in prayer and stay away from all of them bills. Yeah, y'all. That concludes our church announcements. All right, Jenny, I'll call you tomorrow. Y'all have a great weekend. Right. What, day is, what day is it? What is it? Today, I, today, oh, I thought today was Friday. Uh, uh, uh. All right. Oh, <laughs> yes, sir. Rick's not the morning show. Uh, let me guess who this is. Bro, uh, bro, bro. We- Bruh. You ain't you ain't got you ain't got a guess, man. I'm just uh, oh, what up, Darius? What's up, man? It's all good. I just start want to start off with y'all. Pray for my cousin Tony about this gorilla thing, bro. He going through it. So you feeling there for Black Tony today, and and now you can't come because you ob- man, obviously first- obviously you ain't here. But everybody, but let me tell you something. This got something with everything in moderation, Rich. You know you spiritual. You know you spiritual, and you and you and you know you taught me coming up about you know paying attention to the word, bro. Man, yeah. why at first happy happy after Easter? Do you know, Rick? I went to church and I was so moved, like Sunday, and he was telling me, you know, it's time to make room for your blessings and get rid of. Things right, right. So I, man, why? Why? Um, I mean, I done gave away all my clothes so I can, so God can bless me in abundance. Man, I ain't got none to wear to work. <laughs> so, well, let me let me get this right. You went to church and the pastor said you can't receive blessings with a closed fist and give away your things so you can make room for new things. That's the words you got at church. That's it. He said, he said and, and, and then, I don't know if he meant the laminated terms, but he said, uh, uh, clear your closet. And I, <laughs> man. And what I, all, and Darius, let me ask you something. What all you, what all you gave away? And go, go into detail. I, I, I gave away every single part of my corduroys. Uh, you said corduroys. <laughs> yeah, my corduroys, because I, I ain't switch over for season shit. <laughs> I, I gave away. Uh, and and then I ain't get I ain't get no sleep either, because why, why I'm trying to be so obedient, I done got rid of my curtains. And, man, that sun came through so early. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just trying to really... Be obedient, and a lot of times that's what it takes, you know. And that's yeah. what I did. I gave away all my clothes, and I was socks, like, man, it's it. socks, underwear, like what, everything. I gave away. I, I right. I gave away. I gave away. Now I did keep two pair of boxes of briefs because you know I want to be walking around here like this because my gal a homeschool. So right. uh so I so I I'm trying to just be obedient and just yeah. stay the course, man. So my brother supposed to he get off work supposed to be bringing me uh you know a couple of outfits so I can be ready for tomorrow. <laughs> mm. Okay, so mm. so you- so you feeling there for Black Tony, but you done went to church and heard the word and gave away all your clothes. So basically, you can't come for Black Tony. Can't fill in for Black Tony because you don't have nothing to wear because you're trying to be obedient with the word of God and gave away uh, all your clothes, including uh, your curtains. Now, what kind of curtains you have? Where you get those from? 
Well, I used to mess with this older woman, and she worked at a funeral home. So these curtains <laughs> was hella thick. <laughs> so these, but but so I'm just trying my best. You know, I don't mean to even burden y'all like this because this is a new day, a new hour, and everything. You know what you should bring back? What? Praise break. You should pray by praise break and to motivate yeah. people to do the right thing, bruh. Cause right. right now I'm just I'm just trying to do what is right. I know my brother, he get off like but three so Lord, thirty. But you gave away the clothes, but the Lord ain't came through with, with what the pastor said yet. So No, he came through uh and uh I don't know what time Marshall's open. <laughs> Hi, Mrs. Huxtable. Hello, Elvin. Is Sandra ready? Well, uh, not yet, but she'll be down in a little while. Would you and Dr. Huxtable like some coffee? Coffee? Yeah, coffee. You mean you're going to get it? Yes. You're surprised? I'm sorry, Mrs. Huxtable. I didn't think you did that kind of thing. What kind of thing? You know, serve. Serve whom? Serve him. Oh, serve him! As in serve your man? Well, yeah. Let me tell you something, Elvin. You see, I am not serving Dr. Huxtable, okay? Okay. That's the kind of thing that goes on in a restaurant. Now, I'm going to bring him a cup of coffee, just like he brought me a cup of coffee this morning. And that, young man, is what marriage is made of. It is give and take 50-50. And if you don't get it together and drop these macho attitudes, you are never going to have anybody bringing you anything, anywhere, any place, anytime, ever. <laughs> Classic. Well, what would you like in your coffee? Maybe I could get you some coffee. <laughs> right. Okay, because he got it. Hold it. He's half man, half woman. It's Gary. I want to hip you to the teeth. It's Gary, baby. Uh, Gary has the tea and the color of the day. What up, Gary? Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, America. Good morning to you. It's Wednesday, a beautiful, beautiful day in the neighborhood. And here's what's happening in celebrity news, y'all. The prayer warriors are definitely being solicited, y'all, for former boxer champ George Foreman. Now, it's being reported, y'all, that last year, two women, honey. What? Oh. I'm uh, doing it. You're not yeah. doing it? No, I'm not going to do it. Okay, moving on, honey. In other celebrity news, y'all, honey. Okay, now this is a very touchy story, y'all. There, saying, honey. Well, somebody send a threat that quick. Faces and stuff start tightening and caring. I'm like, oh lord, well, girl. You know, you know, George Foreman. Oh, I think you can take him, Gary. George Baby, I can still win, Mill, honey. You know, I could. Yeah, Gary. You can go on a windmill. You, 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 you can stand up the George Floyd. You done got scared. Gone, man, gone. Anyway, God, moving on. did that. <laughs> Ricky, honey, if you seen her, if you thought Jesus just stepped on in here. So, baby, I'm like, well, girl, let me move on in the middle. Uh, Wendy Williams out there saying, honey, now her brother, honey, is confirmed, y'all, that there's definitely going to be a reality TV show, y'all. They're saying Wendy's brother confirmed, y'all, that the show, honey, is in the works. And that, honey, she filmed, honey, with her family. You know, and everybody's excited about that because, you know, like we said earlier, we definitely want Wendy back, honey, because, you know, Wendy deserves to be back. She was one of the best gossip entertainers on TV, honey, reporters, I should say, on TV. And I definitely feel that, you know, Wendy should definitely come on back, honey, and do something. Now, as for a reality show, I don't know about that, but I think she should definitely be back on TV, honey, doing something, honey, because, I mean, all these talk shows that's on right now, they don't compare to Wendy. 
at hmm. all. That's just my opinion. But anyway, moving on. I think, I, I, I think the thing is, uh, we, we talked about that. I called you and just, we had a whole conversation about that. You know, everybody have different styles. Mm-hmm. Or whatever, uh, Wendy came off a lot more controversial, and it was almost like you had to watch it. Yes, you got you to go to in there, it. like, 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 shut up, don't call me, don't bother my phone. I got to see that uh, hot. Mm-hmm. To- what is it? Hot topics. That hot Choose topic, honey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know, being who we are, doing what we do, you know, hell, there's a chance that we might end up on there. Cause boy, she yeah. went at everybody. But then you be mad at Wendy didn't end up on the damn show. In, exactly, because uh, you was on our show a couple of times. You ain't read. Yeah. I mean, you both were on the show and stuff. So you know, but hey, you just didn't know what you was gonna get. It was just unpredictable. That's exactly. that's what it is. That's what it was. Yes, honey. So she was good. So hopefully she come back in some capacity. And you know, we all just love her. And you know, and if she does this reality show, honey, it works out, y'all. All right, y'all. In other celebrity news, y'all, Cardi B has been fighting an allegation y'all that she drugged and robbed men before she became famous. Up until now, they're saying Cardi has denied those rumors. But recently, while in the midst of a rant against the Dalai Lama, they say Cardi appeared to be justified, to just justify drugging and raping men because according to Cardi, they undeserved it. That's what she said, quote unquote, allegedly. Now they're saying Cardi went on Twitter and was outspoken about the inappropriate behavior that the the, the, Dalai Lama Dalai Lama Honey, um, exhibited toward a young Indian boy, which was captured on camera. But some of Cardi's fans thought her outrage was a bit hypocritical, given that, you know, she was alleged uh, to have taken advantage of men, you know, by drugging them. So, but typically Cardi B claims that these drugging allegations were lies, honey. And yesterday they said, but she did. But nevertheless, honey, it's interesting, you know, the Dalai Lama um, allegedly apologized to all of us and everybody regarding that situation, y'all. And, you know, hopefully, you know, everything... Whatever it's going to be, it's definitely going to be, y'all, because we're just going to continue to pray, y'all, for everybody. And, you know, this situation turns out to be a good situation, y'all. So, I don't know. Hey, Gary. Yes. Hey, before you do the uh, Kahlua today, uh, Mm -hmm. I don't want to say something, because, you know, we talk about all our stuff on the air. Yes. And I don't want to say special case, like, if you have an issue with me, talk to me about it. You ain't got to, like, be like that. I mean, whatever, whatever we go through, whatever we talk about. We talk right. about, you know, now right. you got got in your feelings because I just shared a video on Facebook of your uncle getting his, your uncle Randy getting his hair did. And I didn't say nothing mean. I just said special mm-hmm. kitty uncle on my Facebook page. And then you text Brent or whatever, you know, and, and then she hit me up like, what's going on? You know, it's <laughs> okay. You know, so I mean, if you want, if it's on, it's on my Facebook I mean, page, but if you want me to take it down, I'll take it down. You know what I'm saying? But don't, don't, you ain't got to. I mean, I don't know that you need to take it. Just take everything personal, bro. I mean, I, 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 I put the, the thing with your. <laughs> I mean, it's disrespectful to my family. I mean, I, I just, I just, hey, especially uncle getting his hair done. I mean, you posted it. Yeah. If it's your damn uncle. If you want me to take it down, I'll take it down. I mean, I was just letting people leave coming. And it was I mean, like the day I, I, before I just, Easter. I just, I just think it's a little. I mean, but, but bro, talk to me about it. I mean, if, we'll talk about it. Off, we'll talk about it off the on, air. I just stuff, think it's disrespectful. I'm just saying, if you put stuff on Facebook and then I share it, I say, hey, this special case, uncle. But you should have uh, asked me about it down. first. <laughs> okay, but why did you post it? Just go on to the next thing. I mean, it ain't yeah. like I went on there and said, hey, Special K Uncle getting his hair done like the man on Holiday Heart. I didn't okay. say nothing like that. I just said, <laughs> man, you gone. did what you had to because if he put it out there, it's out there. It's now public. 
<laughs> yeah, I'm just sharing it, trying to support your family. No. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I don't have. Yeah, go ahead and give us a okay, the cool of the day, honey, is one of my favorite. <laughs> That's a Washington set look like, baby. It's <laughs> <laughs> periwinkle. On the high, you say periwinkle. And on the low, just say beautiful, light purple. That's your color for the day, honey. All right. Ride, died, and laid to the side. <laughs> yes, honey. <laughs> Which uncle was that one? Um, special K? Randy. His mama oldest brother. That that's the oldest brother. Oh. That's the one I used to keep special K. Big Randy. Son. His son is Randy Jr. <laughs> Why are you inquiring, Gary? You think he cute? Well, I like his hair, Come honey. On. I used to get my hair pressed. Gary, what's, what's the color of the day? Periwinkle on the high end. On the high end, you say periwinkle. On the low end, you say beautiful light purple. That's your color for the day. <laughs> All right, y'all, Rick's Mind the Morning Show. It is about that time for Wellness Wednesday. We got the one and only needs no introduction. The one and only Dr. M.J. Collie on with us this morning. Dr. Collie, what's up, man? Good morning, Ricky Smiley, Rock T, The Brat, Special K, Gary with the T, and Maria Moore. And, Ricky, thank you once again for the opportunity to bring health care information to the listeners of the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. So, Ricky, we got a great topic today, one that uh, I'm sure that you can relate to and everybody that's on the Morning Show cast and crew. And we're going to talk about brain lapses, brain blips. Why do we have them? For example, right. where did I park my car? Where did I leave my car keys? Man. Why did I come into this room? <laughs> Why did I open the refrigerator? <laughs> and what is that person's name? <laughs> you know, hmm. those senior moments are in the new vernacular, brain farts. They do seem to occur more often as we age, and they are a real phenomenon. The question is, when should you be concerned about them? And are they actual symptoms of dementia or early-onset Alzheimer's? Sometimes, Rick, these are natural consequences of our stress-filled lives. They can be symptoms of physical stress, emotional stress, anxiety, depression, or real signs of cognitive decline. So ask yourself, if you're juggling a lot of tasks, if you're inattentive when multitasking, the brain just does not compartmentalize trivial information like where you left your keys and where you parked. So it just may not be there for you to recapture. It probably doesn't mean anything, but this type of forgetfulness is happening more often and it's becoming a pattern Then you need to be concerned about it and see your doctor. Other, do you get enough sleep? Uh, at least six to seven hours. Sleep disorders can mimic the beginning of cognitive decline. Do you snore or stop breathing when sleeping? Has your partner said, uh, I've watched you stop sleeping, you have apnea, then you should be concerned. The location of the keys cannot compete with a lack of restful quality sleep. So, if you're an old adult, sleeping less than four hours, or amazingly enough, Ricky, sleeping more than 10 hours a night, both both extremes are associated with cognitive decline. So, you mm. need to be right there at that sweet spot of about eight hours. Do you yeah. have anxiety, depression, sadness, or restlessness? Stress impairs the brain's ability to locate and isolate other information. Did you recently start a new medication? A lot of medications can impact short-term and long-term memory, and this can increase the risk of cognitive decline. When is it time to go see your doctor, Ricky? If you're repeating yourself often or having difficulty doing your everyday tasks, or if you're showing other signs of neurological impairments such as changes in your thinking skills, if your personality is changing, if you're having obvious changes like in your, your walking gait or problems with balance or even falling, then it's time to see your primary care physician or even a specialist such as a psychiatrist or even a neurologist. 
So, you know, that's where we are with that. That question comes up almost every day in my practice. People ask me, uh, you know, I want, I'm concerned. Do I have early onset Alzheimer's? It runs in my family. Guess what? It runs in everybody's family. And so this is an issue that those are the times when you need to be concerned about it. All right, let's go to the phone. You're on with Dr. Collier. Good morning. Good morning, Dr. Collier. I have a question. I have a lipoma, a fatty lipoma. It's a fatty growth. Um, people get them like on their back or their neck or their shoulders or their arms. Uh, it's, it's non-cancerous, though. And uh, some people say if it's not bothering you, don't get rid of it. And uh, other people say if it is bothering you, get rid of it. What are your thoughts on fatty lipomas and having them removed or having them stay? Okay, great question. Fatty lipomas are just that. They are benign tumors. I'm from the South, so I like to utilize this uh, analogy. If you ever made grits before and your grits had a lump in them, it's, you take your fork and break it up, and guess what? It's still grits. So a lipoma is just literally a lump in your fat cells, and they can be just small, barely palpable, and barely seen. I've seen them and removed them the size of softballs. So if it's a, a clinical problem or if it's a cosmetic problem and you don't like it and you don't want to be lumpy or it's just, you know, disfiguring in some way, then you can have it removed. It can be done easily in most doctor's offices. It's a, it can be, a, you know, a routine outpatient procedure. But you also, you know, depending upon where it is, you might want to get, you know, a better plastic surgery type technique so that you can't see the discard. But it is a benign tumor. It doesn't become cancerous, can't convert to cancer. It just can be disfiguring. I have removed as many as 18 from someone in one sitting at one one time. Oh, wow. All right, John, without the call you. Good morning. Good morning, sir. Uh, I was recently diagnosed with type 2 diabetes. What is the top things I should stay away from to get cured from this? Not just treated, but cured from this type 2 diabetes. Okay, the, the, the fact that there's a, a cure for diabetes, one, weight loss, you'll never be cured of diabetes uh, under most circumstances or under some circumstances, let's be clear. You may be able to control it with diet and uh, sometimes oral medications, but then you just have diet-controlled diabetes, but you are always a diabetic from that point forward. Uh, if you have type 2 at certain points of your life, embrace the fact that you may need to stay on medications. Fortunately, most people can be controlled with orals these days, up to three different types of oral medications, but there have been major breakthroughs in the treatment of diabetes. The class of drugs referred to as SGLT2 inhibitors, that includes Jardiance and Farsiga. They are amazing. They also have additional fit for your heart and your kidneys that is beyond diabetes. And so, you know, the objective is to keep your diabetes controlled so that you don't get end-stage symptoms like heart attacks, strokes, and blindness. You know, the number one reason for amputation and the number one reason that people go on dialysis is uncontrolled controlled diabetes. So, you know, embrace the fact that you might have to stay on medication to keep it controlled and partner with your primary care physician or your endocrinologist to keep that diabetes under control. All right, you're on with Dr. Collier. Good morning. Hi, this is Nikki calling from Savannah, Georgia. I have real bad allergies and I take medication for it. I'm just wondering if you've heard anything about allergies being worse this year because it seems like I have to take more medicine and it's to the point now where like now you can probably hear that I'm a little hoarse. It's just a little worse and I'm wondering what can I do? Uh, it seems that all allergens, uh, particularly pollens, grasses, and trees, are really fighting back. We're chopping down a lot of trees, and Mother Nature is coming back, and the pollen counts 
are at record highs. But I also consider it may not be an environmental allergy. It may be food allergies. I do food allergy testing on all my allergy patients, regardless of whether their symptoms are allergies, asthma, uh, eczema, skin, skin changes. And it's amazing the types of things that people are allergic to that they didn't know. Now, oftentimes they will they'll say, yes, I know I'm allergic to milk. I know I'm allergic to strawberries or something to that effect. But, uh, you know, but there's a long list of foods they may not know that they're allergic to. So get blood allergy testing. It's one dr- literally one drop of blood can answer that question for you. And it, you can be tested for food and environmental allergies indoors and outdoors and find out whether you're allergic to cats, dogs, mice. Uh, you know, it's just a long list of things that they test you for. And that, that test is available at most doctor's offices now. It's, it's m- much easier to do than the traditional old school scratch testing. So something that you should consider. Hey, Rock. Yeah, don't. <laughs> that made me think about that lady. She used to work with us. It looked like she about to sneeze, but she... <laughs> yeah, she got them nostrils always open. <laughs> you be like, wait, dude. Huh? 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 <laughs> huh? <laughs> but she don't ever say that. Every time she walk in the room, I have to get up and walk in the my teeth start laughing. She looked like she about to sneeze. Her eyes always watering her nostrils big in her face. <laughs> And she be looking like she about to go, like she, but she don't sneeze. She don't quite. She don't sneeze. She's got power and control over it, Ricky. She's 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 yeah. a, the, the the Zen master of holding her sneezes in. And then she be holding her mouth slightly open, like as a rock. Okay. Uh, These are the opinions of Dr. MJ Collier, not those of Ricky Smiley, the Ricky Smiley Morning Show cast or crew. Join me on my Facebook Live tonight at 6.30 p.m. I can be reached on all social media at Ask ASK Dr. MJ. Stay, don't you dare go away. You're listening to Dr. MJ on the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. And now it's time for you to get paid up to one dollars with Ricky Smiley's Beat the Buzzer. Oh, man, Ricky Morning Show. It's time to play Beat the Buzzer. Uh, listen, man, uh, I'm so excited about this. Congratulations. You are the 20th caller, and you just won $100 plus a chance to win up to $1,000. If you can what, everybody? Beat, beat the buzzer. buzzer. All right, what's your name and where you calling from? Brian Tanner from Baton Rouge. All right, Baton Rouge. What up, bro? All right, Brian, this is how it works, man. Now, once the timer starts, hey, you're going to hear the dollar amount for cash prizes that could go as high as $1,000. Now, here's the thing. The dollar amount could also uh, go up, but the buzzer can sound at any time. So make sure you yell stop as soon as you hear the prize that you want to keep because the buzzer could go off at any time and you will lose it all. So are you ready? Sir. All right, let's go. Good luck. Four hundred dollars. Six hundred dollars. One thousand dollars. Congratulations, man. You just beat the bucket and won one thousand dollars. What you gonna do with all that money? Bruh, I'm going to New Orleans this weekend with my wife. She's an AKA. Kappa's got to represent, and I need all that cash. Oh, man. Congratulations, man. Shout out to all the AKAs. I know y'all going to have a good time down there in New Orleans, Kansas City, Pink, and Green. 
Yes, sir, man. Congratulations, man. And you still get to keep the $100 prize just for being caller number 20. So basically, you got $1,100, man. What more to show? Yes, sir. What more to show? Just hook you up with a quick $1,100. <laughs> The Ricky Smiley Morning Show, and I got to give love to the other 1911, but I got to get a shout out to the KA side in the building, Duke. All right, there it is, man. So we got the AKAs in the in the Capitals representing this morning, man. Thank you for listening to the Ricky Smiley Morning Show. And listen, man, we play Beat the Buzzer every morning. Make sure y'all stay tuned because we're gonna be giving away money all week, y'all. More Ricky Smiley Morning Show coming up. All right, y'all, Ricky's Mile of the Morning Show. It is about that time for Ricky's Quickies with y'all's crazy self. Let's go to the phone lines. Quickies. Quickies. What's your back frowning and fire? What's your back frowning and fire? Quickies. Prince got a hairy booty. Quickies. This is the big dude. Duke Joint Woman. You know what I'm saying? Y'all better look it up. Quickies. In the heat <laughs> of <the> night, <laughs> I got trouble. Quickies. Sound like Ricky got on some of them Bruno shows. Quickies. Hey, hey, Rick. Hey, Rick. Hey, it's me, man. Hey, get that goat, man. Quickies. Uh, hey, Rick. What coach said. Quickies. One fish, two fish. Red fish, blue fish. Nick, neck, pedaway. Give a dog a bone. <laughs> two thousand zero zero party six. We out of time. My bacon smelling fat. Quickies. Thank God I woke up this morning. I'm living and breathing. Praise the Lord. Quickies. I was laid up with Lieutenant Dion. He had to get his, and I had to get mine. Quickies. What's up, Ricky? I'm listening to Alaska Island, and I'm coming from Orlando, Florida. And we listen to you every morning on the way to school. Hey. Quickies. Oh, you feel so good, baby. You make me say, <laughs> Quickies. Now, why specifically, Uncle, like he wore a loud yellow suit and some brown open toe sandals to church on you? Quickies. Good morning from Oklahoma City. I love you, Ricky, and all the cats, especially Gary with his kids. You my boo. Quickies. Um, so why special cat uncle look like Big Perm? I mean Big Word. <laughs> Quickies. And now our kitties just have to day. Leave a nice comment for Special K Uncle getting his hair done. That was his favorite uncle that actually used to keep him when his mom wasn't around. Uh, you can go to my Facebook page because I'm about to take it down. But just leave a nice comment and don't be mean because Special K real sensitive about his Uncle Randy. All right, y'all. Uh, more Ricky Smiley Morning Show <laughs> coming up. Hey, hey Ross. Yeah, hey, man, thank you for picking that song, man. Come on, man. I swear, I just I just absolutely love the song, man. Uh, I just have to talk about this for a second, man. I got a nephew, man, named Deltrick Latham that graduated from Alabama State University, man. And I watched, I watched him as a kid, man, just go through uh, high school, man. I'm talking about, you talking about somebody that took lemons and made lemonade out of it. I don't want to go into detail with this situation. Man, went out there, man, and, and um, went on off to college and trying to put himself through school, being helped by, you know, with his grandmother and his great-grandmother. And I went down there to Alabama State one day, and I, I saw him in a step show at, at Miles, and they stepped to that song right there. He was with the Beta Zeta chapter of Kappa Alpha Psi, and I got another nephew, uh, Deuce Solomon, that's also a member of that same chapter. Uh, 
And I, I got in my car, so I'm driving down to Alabama State. Man, I got a nephew down here that's, that's down here trying to make some stuff happen. And I went down there and stayed in the student union building. I said, hey, I'm just I'm down here. I was on Comic View at the time. So they was like, yo, that that go Ricky Smiley, that go Ricky Smiley. I said, hey, man, can anybody find my nephew? His name is Deltrick Latham. I said, I just need to talk to him. And I found him, man. I t- we went outside. We went for a walk on camera. I said, man, what you need, man? What can I do to help you? And, man, that dude, I, uh, we got him here. We got him a little car. got him straight. Made sure his books was paid for. His tuition was on, on point. And that man went all the way through school. And then he went back and got his master's degree. Now he on and working uh, to get his doctorate degree in English. And uh, he has his own business on the side, man. And every time I hear that song, I just feel a certain kind of way because not only has paid me back in so many ways, he's he showed lead, displayed leadership with my kids. He's he, you know trying to mentor my son. He was real close to Brandon, you know, would stay on him. He didn't care if they got mad at him, but he, we just had the same thought process, and he would just always be like, you know, just looking out for the other kids and um and help me with all of my kids uh, through school. So I want to uh, send that song out to him, man. He's a very special person to me, and I. Um, oh yeah, good yeah, dude, Deltrick, man. Every time his energy is amazing, and he did yeah, a little stand up too. Oh my goodness, he do a little comedy. Deltrick, <laughs> yeah. funny man. Every time yeah, he man, come they, around, he one of the coldest cane masters as well. Like he he worked that cane for the for the Capitals too, man. The best, yes sir, yeah. the best. best all devil. on uh, uh, Brad, all on all in Missy Elliott videos, all on BET, just just killing the game. A uh, great kid, great young man, an example. The prime example of making lemonade out of lemons, uh, Deltrick Latham, school teacher, uh, high school English uh, teacher in Atlanta, slash college professor also. All right, y'all, we got a very special guest. Uh, this right here, man, two-time world heavyweight champion and Olympic gold medalist. Y'all, please welcome the legendary George Foreman. Hey, hey, Mr. Foreman, good morning. Much respect. How you doing? Life is great. Great. Not good, but great. (laughs) Yes, sir, man. Congratulations on your new movie, Big George Foreman, the miraculous story of uh, the once uh, future heavyweight champion of the world in theaters April the 28th. Now, how does it feel to be sitting here talking about a movie about your life? Much and well-deserved, by the way. Uh, It's amazing to consider... Uh, my life changing, where we really came from, and then where we are today. I looked at the movie, and I, I, I'm still amazed. Man. Wow! Now, how involved were you with the project? Did you have a say in casting Chris Davis, who plays you in the film? Uh, I didn't hear all of that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said, how involved were you in the project? And did you have a say so in the casting process uh, with them getting Chris Davis, who plays you in the film? I know that Chris Davis did a wonderful job. I, I knew one day that uh, uh, there'd be a movie about me in, in the last few years anyway. I just wanted to be a true actor. Not anyone trying to imitate me, but acting. And Chris Davis did a good job. I had a lot to say about the uh, uh, the script. I you know, Originally, I told him, look, since it's my movie, let me fix the script up and win the rumble in the jungle this time. They <laughs> <laughs> hey, now, George, now, you on record of saying that you was very, very confident when you stepped into the ring against Muhammad Ali. But I want to know, is there any other fighter that you were nervous before stepping into the ring with him? Any other fighter? Strangely, it was Joe Frazier. 
He frightened me. I seen him stand up. The, we call him the giant killer. Oh. Uh, he beat, he'd beaten everybody, including Muhammad Ali. I didn't I didn't want to fight Joe Frazier. I just helped, thought he would win the title and retire. I die or something. I didn't want to fight him. <laughs> wow, smoking Joe. <laughs> and now, now in this film, you talk about uh, second chances. Uh, what was that chance that you know that you would say that changed your life? Life. Well, it was a job corps program. Lyndon Johnson declared war on poverty, and I was definitely Mr. Poverty. And I went into the job corps center, and I learned uh, just on a bluff. I told the kid, they told me, "You always picking on people. Why don't you become a boxer?" And with mm. that challenge, I, I just went out for boxing, and uh, that changed my life. All of a sudden, I, worked, I first wanted to be a street fighter. Then all of a sudden, boxing changed all of that. Wow. Well, now you're a minister at the Church of the Lord Jesus Christ in Houston, but it started out when you started a radio talk show. Tell us about that. <laughs> you know, 46 years ago, I had an experience that changed my whole life. All of a sudden, I knew there was more than just earning a million dollars or a hundred thousand dollars. It was about earning a chance for uh, eternal life. And I chose it. And I've been on that uh, journey now for 46 years. I love it. Love it. Absolutely. So boxing champion, entrepreneur, minister. Man, you got so many accolades. What is the proudest moment of George Foreman's career so far? There's been so many great moments. Uh, having those babies, more importantly, you think you got it all made when you have 10 kids, as, as I have, but then you start having grandkids, and then the pride even rises most. I'm most proud of that, of raising those children. Oh, wow. Wow. Hey, well, look, man, uh, thank you uh, uh, so much. Make sure y'all get out and see this new, his new film, uh, Big George Foreman, the miraculous story of the once and future heavyweight champion of the world in theaters, April the 28th. Uh, George, man, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Uh, you are always welcome. Y'all, please. Hey, hey, as a matter of fact, man, I still got my George Foreman grill. I still Me do too. my hamburgers. Oh, we all we got, got our, we, we got our George <laughs> Foreman grill, Mr. George. I got the big one. <laughs> right yeah. on, right on. <laughs> Yeah, we do pork chops, steaks, uh, hamburger meat, and uh, uh, grilled cheese. What up? What's, what's <laughs> all of it? Stupid. <laughs> no, nah, man, we love you and thank you. Yeah, uh, thank you for coming on the show. Y'all, please give it up for the legendary George Foreman. Yeah, big George. Four weeks show coming up. All right, y'all got your front page right here. Maria, good morning. Good morning, Ricky. Good morning, RSMS family. Here's your Wednesday headlines. Authorities urged people to evacuate Tuesday after a large industrial fire erupted in Indiana near the Ohio border. The fire occurred at a former factory site about 70 miles east of Indianapolis. There were no reports of injuries, but hundreds of people living within a half mile of the fire were told to leave. Now, people outside that radius who lived downwind of the fire were advised to keep windows closed and pets inside. In other news, six months following the U.S. Supreme Court overturning Roe v. Wade, there were 5,377 fewer abortions on average per month, according to a new report. The states with the hardline restrictions, including Alabama, Arkansas, Mississippi, Missouri, Oklahoma, Tennessee, and Texas, experienced a 96 percent drop from April to May. 
Lastly, Ricky, and in good news, a missing woman was discovered alive after a fisherman spotted her submerged Jeep in an East Texas lake. Now, a small section of the Jeep's roof was viv- visible above the water, and she was provided space uh, to breathe air. So she sat there and waited to be rescued and was found alive. Now, authorities later what determined... What kind of car was that didn't let the water get in there? Yeah, they said a small part of the top of the Jeep uh, was not submerged and wow. she was able to hold her head up and breathe air. Mm. Yeah, talk about wow. Jesus. Uh, so okay. authorities uh, later determined that the woman had been reported missing by police uh, in nearby Longview, Texas, but she is alive and well. So that's a great story. Uh, I'm Maria Moore. And that's a quick look at news. For more on these stories and other headlines, visit rickysmileymorningshow.com. Rock T, what's going on in sports? <laughs> Edwards, the switch on defense, now on Prince. LeBron takes it in, kicks it out, Schroeder, LeBron James and them Los Angeles Lakers survived the win in overtime versus the Minnesota Timberwolves to advance from the play-in game. So they're going to be representing the seventh seed in the West in the playoffs. Uh, they're going to play the two-seed Memphis Grizz on Sunday. LeBron had 30 points. The Atlanta Hawks, they beat the Miami Heat. They secured the seventh seed in the East, and they will face the Boston Celtics in round one. A couple more play-in games tonight. The Bulls versus the Raptors, and Oklahoma City Thunder got them New Orleans Pelicans, you know Sam. The Air Jordan 13s worn by his airness, Michael Jordan, during the 1998 NBA Finals sold for $2.3 million. That's the most ever for any sneaker, any shoe of all time. As I mentioned earlier, Rick Dog, you went from I'm, I would never, ever buy a Jordan to you got a collection of them bad boys now. Yeah, man. Uh, I, I walked on stage in Chicago at the Airy Crown talking about some Air Force One. Didn't even know I had on some jump. That's how lame, lame <laughs> I uh, was. Dude came backstage, man, and said, man, you can't do that. I said, do what? Dude from Chicago. I can't remember who it was. He's like, bruh. He said, you know what you got on your feet? You up here doing a joke about some Air Force One. My kids bought me these. There's something. He said, dog, you got on some jumps. Uh, I didn't know. I didn't I didn't know what I had, Rock. Yes, sir. I had no idea what I had. Well, I'm, but, glad, uh, I'm glad you shoot, came over to the now. dark side. Yes, sir. <laughs> bro, I'll be rocking them J's now, bro. Brett, yeah. Brett, I swear y'all changed my life with an iPhone and some J's. On, I am dog. a new person. I feel like I've been healed by the Lord. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Real quick, Brett, man. Brett, send me a ten and a half. You got to connect, bro. I, I bro. I, oh. hey, bro. You got to connect, bro. bro. Brad. Hey, Brad, I wear a size 11. Add, Brad. Me, add, me, add me to that connect list. Brad. <laughs> Brad. Hey, real quick, man. Oh. W, w, w. <laughs> Jesus. You're aggravating Gary, bro. <laughs> Forget it. Brad. I'm done, dog. No, <laughs> oh, man, Brad be having connections, bro. Brad, you got all the connects, man. No. That's Brad Tat Tat. No. Tickety Tat. Ta Ta Titi Ta. Go to the story. Titi Ta No, but somebody from this and me like seven pair of baby Jordans, the cutest ever. What? Oh, that's yes. dope. Like, like oh, the baby Jordan. Somebody from Jordan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh snap. All right, yeah. There it is. What I'm about. Yeah. On that note, hot spot time. Let's get it. Right, let's hot hot spot. spot. Drop it like it's hot. hot. Drop it like it's hot. So hot. Yeah. Yeah, hot. You can catch me at the hot spot. It's the B-R-A-T. All right, y'all. Reese, the morning show. What up there, Brett? What up, Rock T? What up, Ricky? Good morning, everybody. I'm your girl, Brad Tat-Tat, and this is the hot spot where we bring you music, movies, and more. So let's get off into it. 
Man, a five, a group of five prominent black women are planning to file a lawsuit in ATL federal court shortly in an attempt to block the release of Hulu's new documentary on the 1990s Freak Dick event. Wow. Ooh, they must have been cutting up back oh, in the day. Oh, y'all gonna be on there. I know they got okay. uh, you and Brett. Uh, Brett, did you have one? Brett, you came to Freak Nick? I was on there. They gonna oh, catch me on there. On there. I was, yeah, I ain't, I ain't shy. I ain't scared about that. All y'all, all I these mamas and all that. these grandmamas, they, all y'all, yeah. all these grandmamas, get ready. I tell you what, though, I wasn't twerking. <laughs> <laughs> so you ain't got to worry about that. I might have been smoking, but I wasn't twerking. Okay. <laughs> all right. Now, many of those college students now are in their 40s and 50s, y'all, and in the prime of their careers, and Media Takeout learned that five women who attended the event are so concerned with what the documentary will reveal about their past that they hired a law firm and are filing a lawsuit to block the release of the film. Can they do that? I don't know if they can do nope. that. They, I mean, they gonna it, was, lose. it was so bad in the day but they saying they didn't sign releases but nobody, nobody signed, signed releases. releases it was yeah if you're in a public, pandemonium yeah, exactly please, i don't think you have to give yeah. oh, so, 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 you so there's a lot of independent people just shooting stuff yeah if they're gonna, the, they gonna do a documentary and they're gonna put it out there you do have to get some kind of release if it uh uh it is laws that protect uh, uh, uh. protect but if it was just a mass of people that were just wilding out and mm-hmm. just people just no, filming no, 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 and no, I'm talking about they got, I'm talking about them little individuals. They got her doing a little some some. Okay. Oh, uh-uh, now that she ain't talking that. to the camera. I don't know now, y'all. Know. But you can ask an entertainment attorney. I find exactly. out exactly. That's what we need to do because when we filming shows and stuff, when you film your shows, we're getting Brad. That's we today. Had to sign. We had to, oh, yo, that's, that's different. Today. That's today. Yeah, like that, back, back then, then you had different. independent cameras. If you out in public and everybody footage. got video that cameras, that ain't your footage. Just, yeah, that footage that's belongs footage. to whoever. You so should whoever turned that footage in got a little paper for that footage. But you own it. Mm-hmm. That don't. Hey, it's that. Well, what about when they block your face out? They they might have to end up blocking people's faces right, out. Right now, we, you can we, do that. We gonna yeah. see because one of them is a politician, three high level corporate executives, and a judge. Ooh, all oh, the yeah, women take freaky dicky. Ooh, they take freaky legal freaky hot what? damn dicky. Yeah, <laughs> the one lady claims that she never signed a release and that the videos which do not show her in a good light should not be put on a huge platform like Hulu for millions to view. Girl, you shouldn't have been twerking like that. Hey, hey, when you, you was speaking, if, if it these was kids 90, was born, 93, 94, you 95. Was, yeah, if your mama went to free Nick and you was born in 93, you might not know who your dad is. Yeah. <laughs> I was right at the cutoff age. So the women, y'all, they make north of a million dollars a year. One of the one one of the women is also married, has three children, and is hoping to have courts block its release. I mean, people act like they wasn't young back in the exactly. day. Like, yeah, y'all, but, we but, everybody but, party. Yeah, but if they got you got you doing some 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 crazy stuff, you don't want your kids and grandkids to see that. Well, well, you, you shouldn't have did it. It's coming you out know. 2024, which will coincide with the 40th anniversary of the famed 1994 Freak Nick celebration. Has oh it been my 40 goodness! Years? Yes. Okay, oh. ain't we old? Oh my! Going <laughs> to let your grandkids know Grandma used to be yeah. a freak. I was in my prime, baby. 45 came out in 1994. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Yeah, that was uh, a, that was a good time. That was a, that was back in the day. That was a great time. Yes, yes, it was. And there was nothing like Freak Nick. And a lot of people had Nobody video cameras. Nobody got shot at Freak Nick. Nobody had phones, but they had video cameras. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I y'all. Like, we go. I, used like, I used to like this girl named Crystal. I used to always go see. She was one of the original members of TLC. 
We was, uh, I think that's her name. I yeah. Think I, I think I know who you're talking about. No, I, I was in love. Boy, I thought I was, I was in love. Oh, Lord. Not in yeah, love, Oh, yeah. That's why he's a white baby. Boy, yeah. I'd be driving Atlanta to go, go. Man, gone with the next door. Well, all the people that's on this footage um, uh, coming up next, we got the praise mix down <laughs> with the white stone. We're going to pray for you because we going to help you. <laughs> Can I say one thing for you? Go, go ahead. I tried to delete the video of Special K. Uncle getting his hair done and something wrong. My, how do you? How can I go to Facebook and do I need to call that in, Beyonce? Yeah, you probably had to call the Facebook home office. You got to yeah, get because Facebook. Your whole family upset. Everybody texting me and blowing me up, man. I, I was just complimenting your uncle getting his hair done. Mm. <laughs> on my Facebook page, but I, I'm trying to delete it. it but how do you delete it, Beyonce? The video. Um, you know, no, okay, I apologize. What? You have to go to. There's like a little three dots in the top right hand corner. You should be able to. He click laughing. He's doing something. When stupid. I call HR, do I call the, her cell phone or do I call her office number? I you know can she, send her email, but I think she's on she vacation. She's working from home. She on vacation. This she's week? on vacation. So your uncle, your uncle Randy, us getting his hair done on Facebook. That's the one that you spent the most time with as a kid. I used to keep y'all. That's your mama's oldest brother, right? Even though she's on vacation, is she still answering her email? It's you get like a out of office. Your uncle email. Randy. No, I'm talking about what kind of hair do he was getting on this video? <laughs> I'm talking about human resources. <laughs>